What if I told you that you were about to listen to another wrestling podcast? No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 This is the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Join us as we discuss the ins and outs and everything you need to know in the world of professional wrestling. From the independent scene to NXT, all the way to the main events of the WWE. Our thoughts, our perspectives, and our predictions on the biggest topics and breaking news in all of pro wrestling. If it's happening, we're talking about it. Shut the hell up! This is the not another wrestling podcast here are your hosts sean mcchesney and cj palmasano all right let's get to it episode number 23 23 Jordan episode of the not LeBron. another wrestling podcast <laughs> Sean McChesney CJ Palmasano we're your hosts a lot to get to and I mean a lot to get to today quick CJ. disclaimer I like Jordan Baron and LeBron uh, we're not doing that <laughs> argument today it's the it's the worst argument in the history of sports this and, is this pro is, wrestling. and this is sports entertainment damn it well it, it's sports too I mean anyone who says wrestling is not a sport get out anyway here we go we got a lot to discuss today CJ we have a lot of WWE to discuss uh, missed a few weeks we apologize for that a lot of personal issues and scheduling issues so we're back now thank you for your patience yes and we have two huge shows next week that we're going to discuss a little bit later uh but a lot to get to today this week cj or well three i guess the one is outside of wwe well yes um well well, i'm talking about our podcast oh yeah yeah that's right well three big shows next week thank you because now we have to try to figure out how to format everything Mm -hmm. uh but for that reason wrestlemania g1 supercard nxt takeover new york just two weeks away um, starting to hit the home stretch of that CJ, so we'll discuss things on Raw, on SmackDown, what to expect tonight on Raw, tomorrow on SmackDown. NXT with the new opponent for Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole, Bay Bay. And with what's going on with New Japan and Ring of Honor, the G1 Supercard, going to touch on that. The full card has been announced. Also, AEW, some AEW news, a new signing. Some Allie, speculation. Ali Impact has signed full-time with the company. She has left Impact Wrestling. Yep. A lot to discuss today, but I think the big news is that we need to hit uh, yes. what WWE announced today. Yes, um, something that we had expected, something that yes. you and I have been talking about since WrestleMania 34 last year. The yep. speculation uh, since Ronda has debuted. WWE has confirmed on social media this morning it is official. Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch will main event WrestleMania 35 this year for the Raw Women's Championship. Are you getting goosebumps? I'm getting goosebumps. I am more or less thinking about how am I going to stay awake? Well, I mean, that's the thing and you know what i think vince has two weeks to make to you know figure that part out but nonetheless let's talk about the <clears throat> announcement first and foremost like i said we expected this we've been talking about this for months but cj your first reaction knowing it is official that these three women will be the very first to main event wrestlemania first women to main event wrestlemania it's it's great um, I mean, a year ago, I don't think anybody would have expected Becky Lynch to be in this picture. Everyone was expecting Charlotte and Ronda for the longest time. But with the rise that Becky has had, she absolutely deserves to be in the main event spot along with these other women. And it was just 
time and place, lightning in a bottle, and Becky capitalized on it, and good, and WWE for once actually capitalizing on a wrestler's momentum. I mean, I just saw a report the other day that Becky Lynch's The Man t-shirt is the number one selling item for WWE right now. Mm -hmm. And they released uh, pre-order sales for her Funko Pop, which is an Amazon exclusive, and that was the number one selling item in the toys and games section on Amazon. You cannot deny the popularity of Becky Lynch and how great she is. Excuse me. You may want to say that maybe Charlotte is the more superior athlete and wrestler. That, yeah, that's probably true. But what really connects home with someone is a character, someone like Becky Lynch, who scratches and claws her way to get to the top and to reach uh, the height and those theoretical brass rings Vince McMahon keeps talking about. But it's someone like that who uh, resignates, resignates and is more of a character someone can actually get behind because a lot of wrestling fans are like that. They work hard every day to try and make it in whatever it is they're trying to do. And Becky Lynch is someone to get behind in that aspect. Um, I mean, it's just as far as the match and lead up to the match goes, it's been overbooked like crazy. Yeah. Uh, I was not crazy about how they added Travis Brown into this whole thing. I didn't I, like that at all. I remember seeing uh, Bubba Bubba Dudley tweeting, they don't need to do it, but Rick and Charlotte's corner, Travis and uh, Ronda's corner and Connor uh, and Becky's corner. No. Leave the men out of it. You don't. This is theirs. Let this be for the women. Let Ronda, let Charlotte, let Becky put on an amazing match because that is what it's going to be—an amazing match. Right. Um, just what time in the wee hours of the morning it takes place, we won't know until I mean, it happens. I mean, it's rumored that Mania is going to be eight hours long. Yeah. I mean, Jesus. Anyway, you may continue. I just—that's the one thing I. Uh, I'm excited that Mania is getting closer and closer, but. As the years have gone by, it just keeps getting later and later. Right. And now, I, where I have a job that I have to get up at the crack of dawn every day, I'm just like, how am I going to sleep? I'm not going to sleep. That's the, that's the bottom line is that I'm not going to sleep <laughs> that night. I can tell you this, though. I've done I've done all-nighters before. It's not so bad. I have, uh, too, when I was in college but doing it, homework. It, well, you do a great. Uh, but anyway, I mean, just think, thinking of the match, CJ, too, you know, like you said, this is great for the women's revolution where you think it happened. You for think pro back, wrestling, too. Exactly. You think back to 2015 when Charlotte and Becky debuted on the main roster. I, If you had told me that four years later that those two were going to be two-thirds of the first ever WrestleMania main event, I would have said you were crazy. Not that they didn't have the opportunity or the talent to do it. I just never thought I'd see the day, to be quite honest. I probably would have only, if you had said that to me a few years ago, I probably would have said, yeah, I can see Charlotte doing it. Just... Again, I'm so happy that they've been able to capitalize on Becky Lynch and her popularity. Yeah, but but say, but going off on that point, me, I just thought I'd never see the day. There were even some, and again, we've been talking about this for months, that they're going to main event WrestleMania and this, 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 but there was still something in the back of my mind saying it's going to be Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins. Yeah, a even lot of told, people were speculating yeah, that. Yeah, even until this morning, I still had that thought in the back of my mind. It could still be Brock and Seth. Now, their buildup has been... We'll get to that. But regardless, it's there's... It's been better than the women, I guess. I mean, overall, I thought the buildup has been garbage. And they've got two weeks to capitalize. Overall, on the whole pay-per-view, I thought it's been absolutely awful. But anyway, mm. there was still part of the back of my mind. And it was like, you know what? You know, say what you want about Brock. He can be a money draw. Obviously, he's, he's you know, very close with Vince. There was still part of me that said, Seth and Brock might main event this pay-per-view. And that the women might go on second to last. 
now that it's finally official, the women are main eventing. That is not changing. Seth and Brock will probably go second to last. Or third to last. Or third to last. You know, it, it all depends, obviously, because, you know, Triple H Batista could go in that spot. You never know. But it is confirmed. It is official. It will happen. Women will main event this year's WrestleMania. And like you said, that's great for pro wrestling because now finally, you know, and we've been seeing it for years. Women pro wrestlers have been taking over. Like, have been absolutely knocking out of the park. This all started with AJ Lee. A lot of people will probably say it probably start, it started with the Four Horsemen people and NXT. Forget that. A lot of people forget it started with AJ Lee and then with Paige and then and then Bailey and Sasha Give and Charlotte. And they, get, you know, that all happened and women's wrestling became a great thing. And there have been the past times where women women's wrestling has been a great thing, but WWE's handling of women's wrestling in the past is not the best. But borderline awful. Bo- yeah, borderline awful. I mean. Eric Bischoff, you know, <laughs> HLA. Yeah. <laughs> um, but overall, this is uh, it's it's one of the matches. Just just the matches in general. I mean, the build has been meh. It's been awful. The, the, the good uh, news is they got two weeks. They, got, they still have time. They still have time. But the match itself, I'm excited for. Yeah. Um, other things going on on Raw. Um, I think one of the most, I don't know about shocking, but one of the most awful announcements was. Kurt Angle choosing Baron Corbin as his opponent oh, for WrestleMania. Oh, he looked so excited when he did that. Yeah. Look how excited he looked. Here's another thing. <laughs> that Raw was in Chicago. Yeah. They booed it, and they started chanting, We Want Cena. For the first time probably ever. Chicago, the most hardcore of hardcore wrestling town. Maybe better than New York. Oh, it bleeps and bounds better than New York as far as a wrestling town goes. And they chanted, we want Cena. The same arena where CM Punk won the title from him and they booed him out of the out of Cena out of the building saying, you can't, 22, you, can't, out of the building. you can't wrestle. They said, we want Cena. Yep. That was incredible. Well, because the, the wrestling fan knows how important that type of match would have been. Cena versus Angle for the last time ever. Angle's mm. last match. And, you know, and I told you this the other day. I said, this would have made the slightest amount of sense. Slightest. If this would have been the first time they went one-on-one, because there is a backstory to this rivalry, but they've gone one-on-one on Raw 60 times this year, and Baron Corbin has won every single match. They've gone one-on-one on Raw. How many times is he going to lose to Baron Corbin? They've, won on, they've gone one-on-one on Raw and on house shows, too. Yeah. Th- that's the thing. I get from a storyline aspect, this makes sense, but it's Kurt Angle. He's one of the greatest wrestlers ever. You should have gave him The Undertaker if that's what he asked for. Like and that's and and that's why I also think like you told me just before I had no idea that Angle's gonna face Samoa Joe tonight on yep. Raw. As, and Angle's and gonna as, face Styles on SmackDown tomorrow night. And as in and if for those of you are listening and don't know, we are recording this before Raw and SmackDown have aired. Yes. Wanted to get something out Hopefully for you guys. Hopefully, it will be released before that. But yeah, the way this new site is. Anyway, go <laughs> continue. But yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I feel like that's kind of a way Angle probably said something like, look, if you're seriously going to give me Corbin, you better give me some really good matches before I walk out the door. And there have been reports, actually, that the match is going to change because, and not that it was... There's been conflicting reports. Yes, but the reports that I read said, and again, there are conflicting reports, but the ones that I have read have said, this wasn't originally a swerve, it was originally Baron Corbin, but because of the negative fan reaction in Chicago, reports are the match is being changed, it will most likely now be John Cena in his place. And again, we don't know that, but we do know one thing. Raw is in Boston tonight. Yeah, that's true. That's another thing is that 
I think I've said on this pod, the last episode of this podcast is that Cena doesn't really have a whole lot of time to give to promote a match on TV. I mean, again, Mania's in two weeks. I think he, his schedule, the only time he was free, was the week of Mania. You also so, don't need that much promotion for the match because you already have the, the storyline Kurt Angle's farewell match. That's all you really need for this. And the fact that Kurt Angle welcomed John Cena into the WWE, it all comes full circle. Cena being his last match makes sense. Exactly. You don't need a big buildup for that because you already had one that started in 2002. I mean, that's another thing. Uh, Had Angle announced it was Cena, even if Cena wasn't in Chicago, the fans would have been happy with it. Yep. And you can keep doing what you're doing with, with Angle. Give him opponents. Um, that could have had him face Baron Corbin tonight. Could have still had that match. You you could have still had that. And this is no, by the way, this is nothing to me against Baron Corbin. I don't know about you, but I thought that you know the last year of Baron Corbin's career has been spectacular from a character standpoint, from getting on TV, from getting in decent rivalries. He's just not the opponent capable to face Angle in his last match. That's really all this is about. I don't really like Baron Corbin that much. Um, I mean, he's a heat machine. I'll give him that. He, yeah. I mean, the guy shows up to work, does what he does, and does his job, and and he gets and gets a ton of heat, and that's something hard to come by. But I'm just not a fan of Baron that's Corbin. That's fine, but but let I me ask like you him. this: When he was put on Raw last year, did you expect him to have the year that he had? No, I didn't expect him to especially have, especially on Raw. Well, I didn't expect him to give, have the push that he had. That's uh, what I'm asking. Yes. Honestly, I don't don't expect. I didn't expect him to have that. Right, and I thought he's done a decent job with it. But again, this all comes down to the fact this is going to be the last match for Kurt. Angle, WWE Hall of Famer, the only Olympic gold medalist in pro wrestling history. His last match, Baron Corbin. That just rolls off the tongue really sour. I and I get you know him with the heat. I get if he beat Angle, that's something he can do use all the time. Right. But there are other people who would get a better match out of Angle than Baron Corbin. Yep. Because here's another thing: Corbin's probably in his early 30s. Angle's in his early 50s, and he's retiring because. It's time to retire. Yep. It's time to retire, and he realizes that. Like, the matches he's been having on Raw have been decent. You know, the Chad Gable one was all right. Right. The Apollo Crews one wasn't so bad. Um, but, get him, but getting him in, in the ring with guys like Joe and AJ, who can still go and still go to very, a, at a great pace, getting him in, someone in the ring with like that, like an AJ or a Joe or a Randy Orton, uh, even John Cena, you know, guys that can still go and get a good match out of him. Honestly, I actually would have... I know because Finn Balor dropped the IC title to to Lashley. It would have been great if they had uh, Finn face Kurt Angle because Angle has said in interviews he's like, "I would love to face Finn Balor. I think that kid's great." Not not that it would have made any storyline sense, but let's say Daniel Bryan wasn't the WWE champion right now, it would have been great to see that. Oh, Daniel Bryan versus Kurt Angle? Yeah, that would have been incredible. Kurt's talked about facing a lot of people that he will now never get the chance to face. Uh, But you know, I agree with you. I mean, there, there are a lot of other people that would have made better sense to have this match with Kurt Angle because like you said and like I said there is no need for a build up for this match it's the last match of Kurt Angle's career just that's your up, build up just to bring up a point though I mean we didn't expect him to face AJ or Joe well that's tonight, true tonight or tomorrow right him and facing Brian could be very likely next week it's, yeah. it's possible I mean Kurt wins uh, Kofi Kingston's at Wrestlemania <laughs> I, I don't know how I feel about that we'll get to that but, but, but yeah like 
it could happen. It could. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. And obviously, these are you would think these are Kurt Angle's requests because these matches are happening randomly. Like you came over here, I had to tell you they just announced Joe and Angle I had tonight no on idea Raw. Until I yeah, got here. and they announced uh, a couple nights ago that AJ and Kurt, out of nowhere, Kurt was going to go to SmackDown and have his last match on SmackDown against against AJ. They did. Yeah, they said his last appearance yeah, on re- SmackDown. So they maybe really he worded that he, wrong. Then he probably won't face Brian. Yeah. I mean, then again, they can... Brian they, could go to Raw. Then then again, they always say things like, oh, last time ever, and then they show up. Like, you can... Yeah, but maybe oh, in two weeks. It'll probably be the last time. If Brian could go to Raw. Joe's going to Raw tonight. Yeah, that's possible. But regardless, I mean, you know, there are a lot of better options, and I'm hoping that the reports of them changing this match are true, because it's nothing against Baron Corbin's character. It's just, it's the last match of Kurt Angle's career. It's a match Kurt is likely going to lose, because mm-hmm. it's his last match, and he'll have the farewell curtain call at the end. Mm-hmm. Standing ovation from 85,000 people in the Meadowlands. The last image of Kurt Angle's career that I would never want to see is Baron Corbin on that stage with his hand raised against Kurt Angle. I'm sorry. I, that is something I will not be able to swallow. I wouldn't mind if it was John Cena. I wouldn't mind if it was AJ, Samoa Joe, because they all have history with Kurt Angle. Baron Corbin, does Vince want the stadium to come down? Because we will be all over that match. Put it this way. You were at WrestleMania 29, correct? Yes. CM Punk Undertaker, third to last. The last mm-hmm. two matches after that. Boot out of the building, correct? Uh, Rock and Cena. But yeah. not, Triple H and Brock was a good match, but people had lost... Lost interest. Had not lost interest, but the, the match between Punk and Taker was so good that... It stole the show. It stole the show, and we just didn't have any energy. My point that I'm trying to get at is, at that point in the night, we're not going to have energy to begin with. Baron Corbin and Kurt Angle, I'm sorry. I could see that match being booed out of the building. I'm sorry. I think it is. So, I, I think if I were Vince, I would change it, and I would probably change it tonight. I would hope so. We'll have to wait and see. So, why don't we touch on other things that's going on in the WWE. A big thing I wanted to get to, and we'll, we'll jump from SmackDown to Raw because we're, we're going to be thinking of a million different things. Uh, Kofi Kingston winning the gauntlet, only to lose to Daniel Bryan. Uh, this only confirms... That it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Look, I feel like... It's just a matter of now of how are we going to get there. Main roster-wise, for storylines heading into Mania, this is the best one. Absolutely. This, I, didn't, I, I, I never thought at the Royal Rumble... When I'm thinking of opponents for, for Brian, I'm thinking like, well, maybe they could do Cena. Maybe I heard like things like Kevin Owens and Bray Wyatt. I'm like, yeah, that'd be interesting. Right. Never in a million years would I have thought Kofi Kingston that that I want that I'm saying I want Kofi to be champion at Mania. It, well, and it's like, not, I w- like I was telling you the week before the chamber, right place, right time, and here we are. And it's and it's not that I don't like Kofi Kingston. I think Kofi Kingston's great. He's just one of those guys where he's been there for so long. It's just like, is he ever really going to win the world title? Right, and the fact that the New Day has been four to five years strong now, when is this, are we ever going to see a chance? I know, and that's what I'm really excited about. I And I I, <laughs> I mentioned, I texted you like, like after the gauntlet match was over that like, Really, there's nobody else who makes sense. Absolutely, there's nobody. Like they, they can't build anybody else. Like, like getting Mustafa Ali, who's now just been changed his name to Ali. Wonderful. Or or Kevin Owens, or getting because they haven't built it towards WrestleMania at all. I know the main attention has been on Kofi Kingston. But here's the issue now that Vince has has buried himself into. I would think at this point the likelihood would be. Or the, the storyline that would make the most sense is Kofi would open up the show against Eric Rowan or somebody of that caliber, mm-hmm. wins, he's in the WWE Championship match. Here's your problem, though. There is no WWE Championship match announced at this very moment. Mm-hmm. So now it's going to be, he's got to qualify tomorrow night. Or 
He's going to have to qualify at WrestleMania, but it's going to be a triple threat match. You're going to have to have somebody in that spot, or else how are you going to go in a WrestleMania with no WWE title match announced? I think we're going to do something similar to Occupy Raw and do Occupy SmackDown. You, you, you might have to. Because that's what I think was his leading, because Daniel Bryan calling Kobe Kingston a B-plus player is calling back to when he was called a B-plus right. player. And now that he's a heel and he's, you know, full of himself... He doesn't like plastic. <laughs> calling everybody fickle. Fickle. Just it's uh it's a nice touch to his character, and I honestly think that's what's going to happen. I think New Day are going to occupy a segment. They're going to take over a match, or they're going to do something where they are going to take over the. Sh- <laughs> they're going to take over SmackDown, and they're not going to leave until Vince gives gives right. them what they want, and don't, it's a match. Don't for, get me wrong. I'd love to see this lead into WrestleMania, where Kofi's got to qualify and then and then face Brian later in the night. But again, we're facing an issue where there is no match announced. If they had pushed Owens or Ali into that match, it would have made sense. I but just we I just have no title I match. Ju- I just thought of something. Okay. What if Vince says the if you win the Andre the Giant Battle Royal? You will face Brian. Huh. What if he made the winner of the Andre the Giant the Battle, Battle Royal wi- gets to face Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship? That would make the Andre the Giant Battle Royal mean something. That if would he, be the opening match of the night, it'd most be on, likely. It would be on the pre-show. Would you put that on the pre-show, though, with that importance? CJ, don't get me wrong. That's a million-dollar idea. I love it. But, you pay me a million dollars? Well, no, I don't. I don't have that much money. <laughs> uh, but that, well, a few things in there would happen. That would confirm Kofi's going to win the battle royal. Yeah. Um, you're right. It would mean something. Every fan would be in the building for that match. Mm-hmm. Um, it might have its similarities to the over the budget battle royal where Flip Gordon won against Bully Ray. No, I mean, I I think that. Hey, listen, th- I think it's a those, great idea. Those CJ. battle royals in general, they've become meaningless. And, I agree. and the women, the women's, they had the first women's one last year. It no was one, meaningless. No one cared about that. The winner of those matches should get a title match. That should be it. Similar to the Royal Rumble. So maybe we see something on SmackDown where it says, "Kofi, you have a chance." As long as you can win the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. In fact, the winner of that Battle Royal will face Daniel Bryan later in the night for the title. If they put that in the pre-show, that'll make people want to watch the pre-show. Okay, that's fair. Give people a reason to watch the because pre-show. Because as of right now, I don't want to go inside until 7 o'clock. Because well, if that show's going to be 8 hours long, I literally might wait in the parking lot for the pre-show. Because well, I'm literally the, like, what is going on? Well, depending on what's on the card, I'm going to want to see what's going to happen. I, you, you get what I'm saying. It's yeah, a long I know what you mean. Show. I know, I know. Like, I mean, obviously, I'm not. like, But like, you get what I'm saying. It's a long oh show. But you're right. If it's that, a long night. If, and I don't know if they're going to do that, but CJ, that is an excellent point. If they were to do that, it would probably be the last match on the pre-show before the show actually kicked off. Um and it would it would make it meaningful. It would make people watch. And it would be, all right, this is Kofi's last chance. But also, here's a kicker. New Day would also likely be in that battle royal, which means Big E and Xavier Woods would have a chance as well. They would, but honestly... Imagine if it came down to those three. It would be interesting, but I don't really see that happening. No, I'm just saying for a storyline purpose. What if all of a sudden it was the final three and it was the entire New Day? One thing that also is going on really, really quickly I want to touch on is that apparently there's going to be no men's tag team title matches at Mania. That's disgraceful. Originally, the plans they wanted to do, and again, this is what Meltzer was um, speculating, or what he's heard, rather, that it was going to be Black and Ricochet versus The Revival. 
Apparently those plans have been scrapped. That it was going to be the Usos uh, against the Hardys that have been scrapped. But now recently saying that the Usos might defend their tag titles in a multi-man tag team match. And the only ones I can see are Usos, Hardys, and the New Day yeah. doing a triple threat. I mean, a triple threat, I don't mind. But if it's a triple threat, give those guys ladders. Or something. I agree. Because if you're not gonna ladders. Because if you're not gonna put the US title in a multi man ladder match, which I've been saying would be great, get Joe, Ray, Owens, Ali, Andrade, Andrade and Truth all because they have the ones within the US title mix. Right. Six guys for the US title, that'd be great. But now apparently Truth and Carmella and Alexa Bliss are all hosts of WrestleMania. Wait, Truth and Carmella are hosts now? With Alexa Bliss. Oh, Jesus. I just, I thought Alexa Bliss being host was great, but this is just. This ugh. is over the top now. This gives me more reasons to hate our truth. Gives me more reasons to hate our truth. You, you know what it is, too? It's like, it's one of those things where it's like, like you like you mentioned with the, uh, the Raw Women's title match, this WrestleMania is so overbooked, so overblown, and just all over the place. I don't know if they can organize this with two weeks to go. Yeah, they probably don't. They probably can't. They Th- probably this cannot. has to be, don't get me wrong. It's there's also there's also no intercontinental championship match as of, as of recording, and they're probably going to do what I hear is Lashley, Lashley versus Demon Balor most likely, which I'd enjoy. But it, it, that would have to be a squash match, though. Like the that whole essence of the entire match is Balor's Demon entrance, right? It would have to be a squash match. Comes in, wins the IC title, and which and leaves and leaves, which I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind it either. But anyway, I mean, look, don't get me wrong. It's my first WrestleMania. It's a bucket list thing. I'm so excited to go. And you should be. But this buildup overall for this pay-per-view has been horrific. Unorganized and just completely all over the place. Again, you've got two weeks to go to try to fix your main storylines. Everything in the middle, you, you've screwed up. You've got to live with it. Yep. But your Raw Women's title match, you got two weeks to organize it. The WWE title match, you've got two weeks to organize it. The Universal title match, could we get Brock and Seth in the same ring, please? For once. Without Brock coming out to screw Seth out of a match. Can we get them in the ring together? We're also probably going to get Roman Reigns and, and Drew McIntyre. Well, that'll probably be confirmed tonight. Again, there's going to be probably a total of 17 to 18 matches. That's insane. I understand wanting to get everybody onto onto the card and WrestleMania is a big payday. But I, enough is I, enough. But yeah, come on. It's eventually the point where you're going to have to make Mania a, a two-day thing. Which which would piss people that's, off. That's where it's leading to. If you're going to keep making it this long, like... Yep. like if the show's going to be eight hours, okay, you break it up. Four hours one day, four hours the next day. Which, don't get me wrong, I think hell would have to freeze over for that to happen, but see, I don't think we're that far off from that. Because Honestly, I'd rather deal with that than a whole eight-hour WrestleMania. Did we get readmissions? <laughs> I'd, you'd have to buy tickets for two different days. Uh, no. I don't know. But, um... If there's anything else that we need to discuss with the main roster... I mean, you know, you think about... Obviously, we hit the tag titles. Um, there's not much to say about Seth and Brock because there's been nothing about Seth and Brock. Not too much. Um, I really, mean, it's kind of, it's, it's really the same old Paul Heyman stuff. And, and he's been in. doing his best, but he can only do so much on his own. I know. I think that again, like Becky, Charlotte, and Ronda, uh, the match is going to be great. It's going to be really good um, because Brock, from what we can see, really likes working with guys like Styles and oh, Balor, match is going to be fantastic. Brian and I, I think. Seth's could be the best. Same my prediction for next week. Could be, but we'll have to see what happens. Exactly. So I'm, again, I'm not doubting the matches. The matches are going to be great. I'm doubting the build up. 
Uh, yes, the build the build up for sure. The build up is making me very also, iffy. Also, on this also the energy of the crowd can really affect a match. Right. They like if you're gonna have an eight hour show, every single match in order matters. There needs to be a specific time, and you need to give time to the matches that right. really matter. So let me let me ask you this: as of right now, at, at the time of this recording, with every match that is announced so far, who opens WrestleMania? The main show or the pre-show? The main show. Main show. Who opens? Um. Well, we still don't know what matches are going to be on the pre-show, but as I'm of, saying from what we as, know right okay, now. Okay, okay. As of, as of right now, let me see. I'd probably give it to AJ and Orton. Okay. Give it to AJ and Orton. That's fair. I probably, if it wasn't that, I give it to Ray and Samoa Joe. That's not bad either. Yeah. That's good really match. Good. Joe's first WrestleMania, U.S. title on the line. Uh, two great athletes, obviously, you know, one in their prime, one, you know, in the twilight of his career, but both can still go. Uh, I think the crowd would be fired up for that, but AJ and Orton, I think, would be a great opener as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, th I think those two are probably right now the, the front runners to open the show. Because again, like I said, from match one, two, three, four, five, order matters. If you're gonna have an eight-hour show, order and time matters. Yep. If you're gonna have an eight-hour show, I'm fine with that. But you better have that order perfect. But let's move on to something that we know is not gonna make us tired. NXT Takeover New York. It's it's gonna oh, be a three-hour show, and you're gonna be on the edge of your seat every single time. This has the potential to be the greatest takeover ever. I know all of them do. But I was watching a video from Cultaholic today from a news video, and Ross was saying like he saw I can't remember what dirt sheet it was, but uh, saying that. The writer was saying this potential to be the best takeover ever, beating New Orleans. I mean, looking at the card right now, the main event is Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole, baby, in a <laughs> NXT uh, championship match, vacant NXT championship. Two out of three falls. Two out of three falls, which was going to be Gargano and Champa, but still, we said, on the I think, believe it was the last episode we did, that Cole is the perfect guy to take the place. Uh, he's the only guy to take the place because he had no, number one, he's deserved this for, since he showed up mm -hmm. in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. So it all comes full circle now. And number two, he had no story leading into this pay-per-view. I think the... He was the only guy that made sense. And I think Triple H realized that the, that the NXT roster was getting so big that they really needed a mid-card title. Yeah. And the, the title was for Cole. Um, and then speaking of that mid-card title, North American Championship, we got Velveteen Dream, the champion, versus Matt Riddle. That's one that's going to be very interesting. Bro. Two very different styles of of, uh, of matches going up against each other. A Fatal 4-Way, Kyrie Sane versus Io Shirai versus Bianca Belair versus Shayna Baszler, the champion defending her title. Um, what else we got? We, we got, got the uh, United Kingdom Championship, Walter, Walter versus, versus Pete, Pete Dunne. Dunn. Which uh, that, to me, when they announced that, I was very surprised I'm that they were saving that for this pay-per-view. I thought there was going to be at least maybe one more UK takeover in between, but I'm, I'm taking it. I'm loving I'll it. I'll take it. And then the winners of the Dusty Tag Team Classic, spoiler alert, it's Alistair Black and Ricochet Aww. versus the War Raiders for the tag team titles. That's going to be a very good match. Again, I said in the last episode that I would have preferred Ricochet and Black to kind of have an exhibition on this takeover, but... Granted, it's going to be a good match regardless. Oh, it'll be fine. This is going to be an exciting show. As of right now, <coughs> if, if you had to guess... Um, or who, who would you rather see? We'll, 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 we'll leave prediction for the next week. We who, who, would, who would you rather see walk out as NXT champion, Cole or Gargano? Gargano, hands down. And I know that sucks for Cole, but obviously I guess we'll lead into our next point too, and we'll go back and forth on this as well. Um... The last NXT taping before Champa got hurt, he tried to attack Johnny. Johnny saw it coming, and Johnny beat the ever-living daylights out of him. There's your injury storyline right there. 
Johnny wins the NXT Championship, goes back and forth with Adam Cole for a couple of months. I could see Cole taking it in a couple takeovers from now. Maybe Johnny takes it back. We're leading towards Survivor Series. Champa comes back, and they finish their story. I think, it really, it came down to that uh, taping when they lost in the Dusty Rhodes Classic. Mm-hmm. The moment that Johnny saw the attack coming, he won the fans back. What's great about that is they're also wearing the same gear yep. from Chicago, Chicago 1. Exactly. Right there, because you even heard it in the crowd. You heard it in Johnny's voice. You saw it on Candice's face. The real Johnny Wrestling was back and ready to win the NXT Championship. That was the Johnny Wrestling we saw in New Orleans and Chicago. And Philly. That's the, in Philly. And that's the one that was starting to fade in Brooklyn before the heel turn before War Games 2. Um that's the Johnny Wrestling that the fans wanted to see win the NXT Championship. I think when you look at NXT TakeOver New York in two weeks, I think he, his ovation will be through the roof. I think if he wins that one, two, three in that last fall, I think the roof will come off Brooklyn. But now the thing is, it's it's more unpredictable. Yeah. It sucks what happens to Maso Ciampa, and we are big fans of this whole story. We've said that this is... We've been I mean, saying since the summer it was going to lead to this event. It was going to lead to this event. Before even anybody even thought about, oh, I guess the story. No, the story was not going to end. We knew it was going to end, yep. at which we thought was going to be Brooklyn Five, but now New York. This We were talking about this before Tommaso Ciampa even beat Aleister Black for the NXT title, that this was going to be the main event of this show. Oh, yeah. We said this story needs the NXT championship. Yep. It's just a matter of when they get it. Yeah. And that's how good the story was. I think we were saying that after New Orleans, actually. Yeah. We've been predicting this for a year. And we didn't get this podcast running until the summertime. Oh, okay, no. <laughs> but, but yeah, that, that, that's the thing. The story was so good, it didn't need the NXT Championship. And now we're like, this right. has to this has to end with the NXT Championship. Because it two takeovers without it. That's true. But I feel like either one of those guys winning the championship, you can't go wrong. No, you can't. But I do think this, even if Cole does win the championship in two weeks, and I wouldn't have a problem with that, I think it will lead to Johnny eventually winning it, but I think they have so much momentum on Gargano right now. I think yeah. he has to beat Cole, and that sucks for Adam Cole. It I really know. does. If I had to, if you gave me one guy, if you told me who's who's my favorite guy in NXT, I, I say without hesitation, Adam Cole. Baby, but Adam, I think without it's Adam Cole, I think without question, Adam Cole was the guy to fill this. I also think it's wrong place, wrong time. For him, but again, uh, but, this this makes the show more fun, more unpredictable. Oh yeah, because oh, I'm gonna put on match of the year. I like going into wrestling shows, not having not, a clue. not having a clue, and being excited because not knowing is a good thing in wrestling, folks. Yep. You don't need to read all the dirt sheets and the spoilers to see what's going on, even though we kind of read the dirt sheet and spoilers and tell you what's going on. Exactly, but like you you look at you know WrestleMania the example, probably those last five matches, we know how they're gonna end. Yeah, for the most part. Sometimes predictable is fine. Except to have a feeling on Brock and Seth, but I'll talk about that next week. Sometimes predictable is good, and it's the it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Sometimes unpredictable is better, and it leaves you having a more fun time or enjoying the match more. Absolutely, I think really it comes down to the, again. It's very unpredictable. It could go either way, but. And not saying it wouldn't make sense for Adam Cole to win the NXT Championship. I just think with the the momentum that they had riding off the Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano incident two weeks ago, I think this is Johnny Gargano's time. I think it's finally time for him to do it. I think you can build a story around this where you can give Adam Cole the NXT Championship, have him maybe drop it back to Gargano towards NXT TakeOver. What's it going to be in Survivor Series? I don't even know. But but the Royal Rumble will be NXT TakeOver Houston uh, because the Royal Rumble will be at Minute Maid Park next year. Mm. Um, 
So maybe you have Gargano win the championship back there, and then Champa comes back. They finish their story. NXT Takeover Tampa Bay next year. Those would be the two longest NXT uh, time uh, tenure from any wrestler. Yep, it would be longer than Oscar. But it makes sense, and you know, Bully Ray said it on Busted Open the other day, and I completely agree because you have a story for Champa to come back for. If there's nothing for Johnny on the main roster, there's no reason for him to go up. You have him there. You have him as NXT champion. You have him in possibly a six-month-long rivalry with Adam Cole, baby. Um, let him go at it. Let them do their thing. And then when Champa's ready to go, it let Champa heal because a herniated disc is no joke. Spinal stenosis is no joke. Let him heal. Have him come back around Rumble season and have them finish their story WrestleMania weekend next year. I mean, I would much rather have them finish the story NXT rather than the main roster. Because he's not going to finish well on the main roster at The all. main roster is... If, if there's any evidence, <laughs> Vince does not watch NXT. He does not watch the product, and that's why almost all of these guys and girls are almost completely different from when they get called up. Yep. Bailey is a prime example. He didn't know what the hell Bailey's character was. And it's been a long time trying to I mean, to look at Asuka. He all, I wouldn't say almost ruined that because she did eventually win the SmackDown Women's Championship. But look at her going into WrestleMania. There's nothing. There's no clear person who's going to face her. I would personally like Sonya Deville to face her. But again... She's the champion. And you have no clue. It's, it's, because you, they've built so much around Ronda, Becky, and Charlotte, and props to those three who are going to main event WrestleMania. But in that time, here's your SmackDown Women's Champion, who has been kicking ass on the main roster, or at least trying to kick ass before you buried her to Carmella. From the moment she stepped into NXT up until her match with Charlotte, everything was perfect. Yep. Undefeated, Perfect. dominant, beating everybody. And even, I wouldn't say the match with Charlotte, don't get me wrong, that's where it started. They put on a fantastic match. But after that, she goes to SmackDown and, dro and excuse me, jobs to Carmella in two horrific matches. And yeah. that really led to the rest of the year. She gets, o she gets overlooked for the match against Ronda Rousey. Because like you said, you would have rather her face her at Survivor Series. Mm -hmm. Finally wins the championship in spite of the fact that they set up the triple threat match. But all right, we'll take it. She's the champion. But anyway. And then nothing after that. But going back more to NXT, again, this card does seem to be like the potential to be the best takeover ever. Right. And I'm excited for this. I think the tickets are $200. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm bummed I can't go. I have other things to pay for. But uh, I, it's it's gonna be fun. Plus, also, I found out from my uh, this past week from my job that I can uh, go there uh, from my job to Atlantic Avenue. Oh yeah, you're right there. Get in the Q train. Absolutely. But anyway, can I also get on the two train. But we'll talk about that later. Yeah, but I, yeah, <laughs> anyway. I've taken the two from getting on to what's we call it. Uh, 42nd yeah wherever you anyway um but yeah i mean i definitely think it has the potential to be a really good card i think it will be a very good card but again like i said i really think when it comes to who's going to win the nxt championship i'm going to spoil my pick i'm going to take gargano on that one i am i think he's got the momentum i know it's going to suck for adam cole but i do think that this match will begin a long rivalry between gargano and adam cole where they will flip-flop the nxt championship we'll see what happens anyway moving on to outside wwe news uh, a little bit talked about aew not too much, but um, in the last episode of The Road to Double or Nothing, they announced that they had signed Ali, aka Ali Impact. I don't know if this is a Twitter handle. Again, we don't really follow Impact Wrestling that much. I don't think but, that's well. It still is. Last I checked, but we 
keep up to date with what's going on. I keep we keep tabs on Impact Wrestling because two of my favorite female wrestlers are in Impact Wrestling. And you want Te- them in AEW Te- very bad. Tessa Blanchard and Jordan Grace. Yes, I want yes. them very bad. Uh, so uh yeah, they, they they announced that she has signed with the company. Apparently she has left Impact Wrestling and apparently Impact did not want to re-sign her despite how well she was liked backstage yeah. and, and how their great loss. how great she Yeah, their loss because you look at the women's roster right now in AEW. It's stacked. Allie, Nyla Rose, Kaylee Ray, B. Priestley, Britt Baker, Randy Rhodes. That's really good so far. Yep. Also, no. uh, real quick, just because I, I just remembered it, uh, on the last episode on the Road to Double or Nothing, they were uh, not really giving an update, but there is an AEW World Championship in the works. In the works. Also, also they signed a seamstress lady from who worked in WWE. I cannot remember her name right now. Uh, Sandra? Yeah. Sandra? I thought she was familiar. I remember seeing her on Total Divas. Yeah, I think they did sign her. Yeah, because uh, she was she, the one working on Ally's gear. Yes, and she... Uh, that's 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 great for AEW, too. Yeah, because they're going to have great gear. Um, yeah, it's going to be good. So, with that, uh, and the Bucks and Kenny were at a uh, kind of like a little Comic-Con thing over the weekend in Chicago. Uh, they kind of hinted a all-in-two... They, At the Sears Center in Chicago. Yes. I mean, Matt Jackson said, I think we should do another show in that building, consider our faces are plaqued onto the building. Right, where the entrance is. Yes. I, and I watched a little bit of Being the Elite uh, today, and Marty Skrull was at the same uh, event. And when they showed like a like a fast view of like them signing their new action figures and, and meeting fans and everything... <laughs> they um Marty Scroll came over to their to, to over to them and they blocked out his face. Uh, did you see the new intro that they have where they uh, yeah, Mar- intro SoCal and Marty's trying Marty's to fly into the roller coaster and he misses. And Kenny Omega's playing Dance Dance Revolution. There's what's supposed to be Flip Gordon saying book flip. Yeah. It's funny. Flip Gordon's been on on being the elite for a while. Even if, if there's like an indie show and you know, like but Marty so, hasn't. But Marty hasn't. I think they're just leading into eventually when Marty's going to sign with AEW at some point. Yeah, probably. I mean, even a while ago, like, Cody replaced Marty's head with MJF. It's like, Marty, And it's likely those two are going like, to face off now babe, at double or nothing. Marty's dead. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Do you think that all of this could possibly lead to Marty coming into AEW as a heel and turning on them? Uh, it could be there. It could be, or they can just play like it off. You all like, left me for dead. guys. You thought I was dead, and like we didn't think you were dead, Marty. We knew you were coming here eventually. Yeah, you're right. And then it gets into something like that. I'll be in the elite. But anyway, um, that's pretty much all there is with uh, AEW and likelihood of Cody versus MJF at Double or Nothing. Yeah, because in one of the last episodes, he was making fun of Jimmy Havoc and another wrestler who I'm I'm not familiar with, uh, making fun of him and. Cody was there's one like shot after shot ear like, shot ear, ear, she's like ooh and then you could hear the noise that he uses when he takes his hand to his ear and listens you and can't, it zooms all the way into Cody like on like a hundred feet away yeah and they're in some they're somewhere and MJF's like I think they're in Mexico speaking, speaking of Cody although that Mark's doing he's probably thinking about booking himself to win the title yeah and then he hears it and Cody gets pissed yeah so, so it's, it's probably gonna place. be MJF versus Cody and there's a lot of similarities with those two absolutely but moving on from uh, AEW the full G1 Supercard has been us, ew has been announced <laughs> uh, and now I can't concentrate because Sean's being stupid oh okay um, so 
from start to finish, what it looks like it says, uh, one piece, so I guess a pre-show, with the Honor Royal Rumble. Rumble Rules Battle Royal. We don't know who's going to be in that yet, but we'll see. Uh, Will Ospreay, the never open weight champion versus Jeff Cobb, the ROH TV champion, winner takes all. Rush versus Dalton Castle. Rush is in uh, Los Ingobernables, the Mexican group, not the Japon group. Uh, Mayu Watanai, I hope I said that right, versus Kelly Klein uh, for the Ring of Honor Women's Championship. Bully Ray versus an opponent to be announced because he's an open challenge to a New York street fight. My guess is an ECW legend. Probably. Tommy Dreamer or Sandman. Sandman. Maybe Sabu. No, it's not Devon. Taji Ishimori versus Dragon Lee versus Bandito. A three-way match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. What was turned to Briscoes versus G.O.D. It's a G.O.D. versus PCO and Brody King of Villa Enterprises has now turned into Gorillas of Destiny, Tomatonga and Tongaloa, Villa Enterprises of PCO, Brody King, Los Ingo Bernables de Japón versus the Briscoe Brothers, and Los Ingo Bernables de Japón has Evil and Sonata, a four-way tag team match for both the IWGP and Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships. Zack Sabre Jr. versus Hiroshi Tanahashi for the British Heavyweight Championship. You can kind of guess who has that championship. Tetsuya Naito versus Kota Ibushi for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. That match could be so much fun. I'm probably looking forward to that the most. Uh, a three-way ladder match. Jay Lethal defending the Ring of Honor World Title over, uh, against Marty Skrull and Matt Taven. And the main event with the winner of the New Japan Cup. Uh, I believe it was last night he won it. The, J- the champion Jay White versus Kazuchika Okada, the winner of the Cup. And... I was speculating about, let's see how the card goes. This card makes me want to go to the show. This card is stacked. It's going to be a lot of fun, and we're see- and you're guaranteed title changes. Yeah. Um, yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> and also the fact of, you know, the biggest, you know, history of them all. They're running the garden. This is the first company, we... First company outside of WWE to run Madison Square Garden. And it's first two actually. It's incredible. I mean, I think I'm probably most excited for like I said, Naito and Ibushi, two of my favorite Japanese wrestlers, going one on one, going at it. it. That's I mean, Ibushi being one of the most innovative wrestlers in the world. Um and then you got Okada and Jay White. I had a feeling that when Jay White beat Okada, I'm like could they lead to a heavyweight championship match with Okada? I, I had a feeling Okada was going to be in the championship picture, but when he won the for this, I, when for he, this show, especially when he won the title, I had a feeling Okada and Jay White. It's going to call back to Wrestle Kingdom, and then that's, and probably Jay White and Jay White's probably going to drop the title to right. Okada. I hope he doesn't. I really hope he doesn't. But it's probably what's going to happen. But this, but that will that, but that will solidify Okada's legacy as being the greatest of wrestler of Japanese history. Absolutely, when, being the first guy to win the championship in Madison Square Garden. That would be amazing. Maybe the only guy. Definitely their biggest show in the states, without question. Ring of Honor ever, uh, because you know and New, J- J- and New Japan. Well, New Japan, yeah. I mean, well, they run the Tokyo Dome every year, but running Madison Square Garden is special. No other wrestling promotion has ever done it. And when you just besides like you, WWE, besides WWE, and when you look at the card, like you had said, it's stacked. It's going to be fast hitting. It will probably be some along where along the lines under eight hours, I would think. Um, I would maybe hope. even under four. Uh, I but, think there's only like uh, 10, 12 matches. As I, if I just look, let me look back on my phone here. Okay. Uh, p- p- there are eleven matches, so it'd probably be like maybe like a two and a half, three hour show. 
that's a perfect time for a show that long. Maybe four hours. Actually, maybe four hours. Right. Max four hours. What WrestleMania used to be. Exactly. I mean, uh, w- looking at that card, what would you probably say is a match you'd be most excited seeing from I would card? say the Intercontinental title match like you brought up before. Ibushi and Naito? Yeah, I think that is going to be one of the best matches of the night. Obviously, the IWGP Heavyweight Championship is good. Ring of Honor title match has ladders. I love ladders, as you know. <laughs> um, I think that's going to be a great match. I love Jay Lethal. Marty Skrull has, has deserved this since he got in a Ring of Honor. I'm thinking one I that- like the addition of Matt Taven in that match. Yeah, I mean, because they've been kind of building it. Yeah. And they've been kind of building it. And a regular triple threat match, I probably wouldn't have been crazy about. But now there's a ladder match? Yeah. It makes it more interesting. I like their promo, though, where they didn't want to go do a regular triple threat, and then they agreed to a ladder match. And they're like, ladder match? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I saw that video. It's like... Yeah, I don't want to do a triple I don't want to do a triple threat with him in the match. Well, how about a ladder match? Okay. Uh, okay, well, 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 yeah, yeah, sure. Well, I, I, I mean... Guess. He's there, but I can hit him with a ladder. So. I could hit you with a ladder and make it one-on-one. That's fine. <laughs> but I, I think another one... Strange, I'm, but I'll take another it. Another one I'm really excited for is um, Jeff Cobb and Will Ospreay. That's going to be a good match. Uh, Will Ospreay is uh, one of my favorite wrestlers right. in the world, and he's... Um, but yeah, like you said before that, I didn't mean to cut you off, but you are guaranteed title changes because I believe there are two that there it's winner-take-all. Yeah, two matches were winner-take-all, and I definitely, like... I know they're pushing Osprey to the heavyweight... Uh, picture and right. getting a win over Jeff Cobb would, would be, be huge would be huge for and him. it'd be a huge win for him for that you know to carry the TV title into the heavyweight picture um, but yeah I really think that overall CJ and of course we will get deeper and deeper uh, into our show next week as well that we'll talk about in a couple of minutes uh, about G1 Supercard and about the show and we'll get to our predictions next week of course um, funny thing is too it's like it's in New York City it's gonna be a big weekend um by the way, not to get off topic, but did you hear Renee Young call it New York City the other day? Dave LaGreca just bashed her for and I busted open for WrestleMania. It's not New York City. They probably told her to say or in the headset. No, of course. New York City. Of, of course. Because why wouldn't it be? Because you have a perfectly great arena in Newark that they don't want to use, but they'll just go to the Barclays Center for four of the five events that they're going to hold. Uh, for for safety reasons, do you want to go to Newark or do you want to go to Brooklyn? I don't care. <laughs> I really don't. Prudential Center's not that bad. The area's bad. Area's bad. The area's never, terrible. I've never had a problem near the Prudential Center. Just, That's just, all I'm saying. Well, remember when we went to Extreme Rules and we got further and further back to my car and it got darker and darker? Well, it was your and, fault for parking so far. <laughs> well, it was cheap. It was cheap. Anyway, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna sit here and say New York City is okay. You know what? We're gonna do it's this off Brooklyn. the air. We all know it's Brooklyn. We right. all know it's. You know Brooklyn. what? We're gonna do this off the air, okay? Um, but anyway, <laughs> I mean, again, it's it's a big wrestling weekend, and we talked about this in the summer. And actually, I think our first podcast we broke the news about G1 Supercard running the Garden, um, mm-hmm. and it's a big we weekend. Did. They have a lot to compete with. Obviously, the Hall of Fame, you know, over the bridge. A majority um, of guys who we thought would be on that card are not. Yes. We talked about Omega and Cody but the, and the funny Bucks thing and is, uh, Jericho. We talked about that. I, I remember we discussed, we were like, well, if it's if they're not going to have the Bucks and they're not going to have Cody and not going to have Omega, they need to lock up Jericho. They didn't do that either, but it's still, it's, on paper, it's a still, phenomenal it's show. It's still a stacked card. Right, and that's something, not that I doubt it, but I'm like, man, those guys are going to make that pay-per-view. You know, It's going to be worth watching. And then when we found out, obviously, it wasn't the case and they weren't going to be on that show, we were like, damn. And we had the discussion, does Ring of Honor get hit with this? Does New Japan get hit with this? I don't think they're going to miss a step, to be honest. No. You, you look at their card that they're going to run the garden with in two weeks. 
not to say the elite who, but because, let's just say because, Cody, the because Bucks. Because all elite wrestling. Right. <laughs> Cody, the Young Bucks, and Omega, they weren't needed for this show. They weren't. Would have made it better. But no, it would have made it def- so much better. Needed. Definitely not needed. But there is not one huge pro wrestling fan complaining about the card that they put out. Because who's to say that AEW is going to run the garden at some point? I think they do at some point. Maybe not in the first year. No. But, but, they, but they will. They're I already guarantee. talking about bigger bigger venues and all that stuff. I guarantee. If they're already talking about if they have the confidence to go into bigger venues like football arenas. They'll run the garden. Absolutely. Right. Obviously not the first event. They're running the NGM Grand, which is going to hold 15,000 people. Which Did you see that poster? Yes. Which oh is it's right on the top of the hotel. And it's going to be there for two and a half months. That's going to be great. Amazing I can, for and them. I can't wait for that. Exactly. But we'll discuss that when it comes. When it, we also, get on a side point. note, the Young Bucks beat the Lucha Brothers for the AAA Tag yes. Team Championships. Which is going to set up the match even more. To Another. a kind of mild reaction. They really didn't know who the Young Bucks were. Yeah, really. And they, oh, yeah, by the way. Uh, <laughs> and they really played up upon that of being the elite, where Kenny was like, Big Pop? Yeah, you guys really made the crowd go mild. That crowd was dead. They were dead. What was worse, that crowd or the Lafayette crowd when the NXT debuts happened? Oh, Lafayette for sure. <laughs> Lafayette. At least the Mexico crowd reacted to the Melter driver. Yeah. But anyway, um, also a little bit of breaking news. Uh, we didn't get really a chance to say this in WWE. The Hart Foundation is going into the Hall of Fame this year. Bret Hart and... Um, the tag team. Yeah, as a tag team. Uh, not the second version of the Hart Foundation, which would have been better for them. Uh, yeah, the fa- I like the faction. Right. The first uh, tag team is going in. Uh, but congratulations to them as well. Just wanted to get Bre- that in, so we had it. Bret Hart is joining Shawn Michaels and Booker T as... And Triple first, H. Or, uh, no, I'm sorry, not Triple H. I'm sorry. First- Ric Flair. And Ric Flair to be multiple time uh, Hall of Famers, and which is and funny in fact, because Booker, Book, sorry, to about, Booker, Brett, and Sean, it's all ha- it it's year. all happening the same night. I was just going to bring up that point. Ric Flair is the only one up until this year's Hall of Fame. Now we're going to have four, which don't get me wrong, they all deserve it. Absolutely. DX deserves to go in. Harlem Heat deserves to go in. The Hart Foundation deserves to go in. Again, I wish the faction would go in strictly because of Owen Hart. You know what's funny? They have two tag teams going in this year. Yeah. Or, ordinarily, they only have one for that spot. Yeah, I mean, well, I think this is the first year that two huge name tag teams are going in. Where you have I, I, Harlem Heat, no, the Hart s- Foundation. I th- I'm unless I'm mistaken. I mean, I'm saying in general, like this is the first time at least I can remember there were two tag teams in general. Guys. We might be, but whatever. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I can't really remember. I really don't want to try and go off memory because I'm going to be wrong, so I'm just not going to. No, but you but might be right but on it's, that. But it's, but it's great overall to see oh, Harlem absolutely. Heat and the Hart Foundation. And then we also got Tori Wilson, DX. If I'm missing anybody, I can't remember. But um, Still no Christian, unfortunately. Maybe maybe next week don't ask Christian. I really hope Christian gets he it. He deserves it so bad. One of the most underrated guys ever. Two-time world champion, great company guy, did great outside of WWE. Obviously, yeah. that, that plays into a factor so many times, yeah. but... Also, I think we keep saying people think who are listening to this thinking that we're going to end it, and we're not ending it. We just keep rambling on. Exactly. So why don't, <laughs> why don't we, with that, yes. we'll wrap up here on the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. We just needed to get that last part in. Yes. Uh, next week, two Christian. huge additions of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Our first episode next week will be our G1 Supercard and NXT TakeOver uh, New York preview show. So we will preview the matches. We will talk about it, give our thoughts, give our predictions. 
Our second podcast next week that will probably be released Friday, Saturday will be our WrestleMania 35 preview show. Our two biggest podcasts we've ever done, CJ. Yeah, two two podcasts in one week and not because we didn't have time to upload the other ones having two in one week. Exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, also don't forget to uh, listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Anchor.fm. And anywhere um, else podcasts are listened to. Uh, listen to, subscribe, download, give five-star reviews, ratings, tell them to your friends, your aunts, your uncles, people who don't like wrestling, just listen to it. Tell them to listen to it. Follow us on Instagram, the, the uh, Not Another Wrestling Podcast, uh, Twitter, the Not Another Wrestling Podcast, at TNAWP. Like us on Facebook. Um, Instagram. It's, I said Instagram already. <laughs> okay. Uh, you want to follow us on our personal uh, Instagram and Twitters and all that? Sure, why not? I'm CJ underscore 1293 on Instagram. And I'm S.M. Chesney. Uh, CJ underscore... Uh, underscore twelve fourteen on Twitter, and that's I'm, all I can think of. I'm just SM McChesney for everything. So we will be back next week. It's WrestleMania week. G1 Supercards run in the Garden, and you know, and I have some opens ready for us next week. CJ, biggest wrestling weekend in history. You ready to go? I'm damn ready. We'll see you next week.